Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everyone. It's uh, it's Redman Radio. We're back with another podcast. We're going to kick off. Actually, we had a, co- a couple of tweets. We had loads of tweets in, to be fair. Um, we had one from uh, uh, Narek on, on Twitter, and he says, Loving your work, but would prefer if your podcast contained Liverpool questions only. Maybe have a separate podcast for random stuff. Um, with that in mind, Gadge underscore Moan says, What's your favourite modern non-sports video game? Modern non-sports? Zelda Breath of the Wild. It had to be, didn't it? It had to be. It's the only game that's modern that I've got. Did you you set yourself a target of doing something on that game? Yeah, completing it. Well, you completed it, but I mean, beyond that, you had there was like a shrines or something? Oh, or yeah, something. the 120 shrines did it. Did you? Mm. Wow. Mm. If you, anyone I listening, think it's about 250 that? hours I've pulled into the game so far. Like, What was the last... Game that you put that many hours into. Forty manager. It's football manager, isn't it? The only other game. When they used to tell you you need to change your underwear and all that stuff. Yeah, the addictiveness rating was one of the finer points of uh, 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 of, of gaming. Um, favorite like a badge of honor. Non-sports video game. There's tons. Um, historically, I had, like the core franchises of Metal Modern. Gear. Metal Gear then. The fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, uh, yeah, I, I know t- skateboarding is technically a sport, even though really it's just a form of travel as far as I'm concerned. Um, uh, yeah, a commute. <laughs> yeah, it's Marty McFly. I actually saw man. someone commuting on a skateboard in London last week. Uh, that doesn't shock me. Yeah. London. Hipster. Hey. Um, Skitchin. Well, it's not Tory. You know, no Tory skateboard, do you? That's true, actually. It's a good point. It's quite, the, it's quite the answer. It's probably, green, probably greens, to be fair, aren't they? Um, which is fine. Uh, yeah, so the, the, the key topic for this week, we're going to take more of your questions later on, of course, because let's delve into the Liverpool-related stuff. I um, This kind of came about, we did a, a topic on Social Club on Ball Street this week, and it was about players that have been written off at your club and also like underrated players to some extent as well and one of the ones that came up in the comments was Jordan Henderson and I think he's become quite a divisive figure for Liverpool fans mm-hmm. in recent weeks in particular um, and inevitably having that captain's armband I think places a lot of expectation on him uh, as well I want to talk about first let's talk about Jordan Henderson and then I want to move on and talk about what we feel um, a Liverpool captain is a Liverpool captain should be, and what kind of, kind of a captain? What what would what represents a captain's performance? Because I think the consensus was Chris after the game at the weekend, the second of the two Leicester games, definitely not the first, the second of the two, that was a proper captain's performance from Jordan. Anderson. It absolutely was. Like, and you know, I felt I felt that he needed it at the time as well. I think I felt the team needed it. You know, you need your your your, your experience pros to turn up in games especially when you're not in great form winless streak was the thing that was doing my head in you know two draws two losses is when a winless is win- streak where is, win- where is winless streak a thing I don't know but it seemed to it seemed to be getting into the commentators point of view and all that type of stuff right. and I was just like what is this winless streak stuff anyway regardless Henderson needed to put in a captain's performance not only did he need to put in a captain's performance he needs to put in a good performance mm. on the pitch yeah. and I think the two went hand in hand at the weekend and that was why I was so pleased for him and pleased to see because because you can be a good captain and you can still have a shocking game. Yeah. And that's what people don't seem to be able to realise nowadays. You know, yeah. um, there were so many times when, 
you know, for me, Steven Gerrard is the best captain of my lifetime, mm-hmm. but I don't even consider him as the captain of that club yeah. for a large period of yeah. that. You know, when, when you talk about captains, what is it you want to see? Is it you want to see someone who leads by example or do you want to see an organiser who's not afraid to tell people when they're doing something wrong and who's who's happy to G them on yeah. and all that type of stuff? And for me, Carragher was always the captain of mm-hmm. Liverpool Football Club. Yeah. And yet, as time goes by, people seem to forget that. You know, Gerrard... There was debate about was he a good captain when he was the captain? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yet now, because he's retired and he doesn't play for us anymore, he's the greatest captain that anybody's ever seen. That, well, that's what happens, isn't it? You, you, that's that's legacy. No disrespect to Stephen Gerrard, by the way, who's the, pretty much the best footballer that's ever played for the club. No, no, I, I absolutely agree to that, and that, that it shouldn't be misconstrued as, as as a criticism of him in any way, shape, or form. It's just facts, you know. It's, I think this is very similar to the stuff we did last week. Those of you who listened last week, and obviously, thanks very much to. The, the listens that we're getting on these is just fantastic. And once if you're enjoying them and you're sharing it and you're telling people about it, by the way, you're, you're, you're a genuine hero. You're a captain. You're a captain. That was a captain-like listener performance. Um, we talk, we discussed Rafa's Liverpool last week and how it's now starting to be looked back upon with kind of uh, like this nostalgic haze mm. that people are, oh well, how great how great we were so how great and solid we were defensively yeah you know you know we, we organized the defense but it was far from flawless and we used to complain about being too defensive and that's the thing about Gerard he was a tremendous footballer for Liverpool but there were complaints over his captaincy all the all, all the time and the problem we've got again that's the thing with it is that I think Jordan Henderson because of where he's come from as a Liverpool player I don't necessarily just mean Sunderland which obviously Tory Haven that it is um the or Brexit Haven, I should say, more than anything else. Um, sorry, sorry, I'm doing it again. Um, the <laughs> They're inextricably linked, Paul. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the, the the fact that he came through and he, he struggled. You know, he's never he's never he never hit the ground running at Liverpool. And I think that that accounts for a lot of fans' thoughts and thinking on a player. Mm-hmm. Um, the, for them to then take the captain's arm, I think a lot of his his captaincy has kind of been tainted by the fact that we've had to watch his career progressed to some extent he was never that he's never been a Steven Gerrard he's never been a, a match winning footballer really for, for Liverpool um, and that's always impacted I think people have, have viewed this captaincy whereas that and, and equally on the flip that's why people look. it's easy to look back on Gerrard because look the man scored a fucking header in the Champions League final the man covered every blade of grass in almost every position on the field to get us across the line in that game, he single-handedly almost won an FA won an FA Cup for us, or got us to certainly got us the penalties. Um, so yeah, you know that that's the Jordan Henderson. I mean, again, we do it. That, these are the these are the the boots. This is the the size of the armband he has to fill. But it's probably a, it's probably a little unfair, all, all told. Um, comparing him to Steven Gerrard massively unfair you know one of them was one of the greatest footballers that's ever lived and one's Jordan Henderson who's going to be a good footballer and he'll probably look be looked back upon as a good footballer even at Liverpool I still think he can go and achieve that like I was looking at him and I mentioned to Tom during the game he's grown up a lot with Liverpool yeah. you look at him now and he looks a little bit weathered and he's got the beard and it feels like he's had the the pressures of the world on his shoulders at the moment and the weight of the world and stuff and he's having to deal with that while he's going through a bad patch while he's going through a bad patch not only in form football and wise but he's still coming off the back of some injuries that he can't understand and you know there's there's been so much done on the mental health of sports players around the world and how they deal with these injuries and these absences from training and you know the group camaraderie that you get from going to training every single day and you might not be joining in with the lads and there's a there's there's a whole thing of stuff that he's had to deal with mentally that we don't get to be privy to in any way shape or form and you know he's coming back from that is he feeling his body's right is his is his body right um and then he's got to get the performances back he's looked rusty he's not been playing well yeah. he's still got to try and this is the thing that I can't imagine how difficult this is trying to lead a team of 10 other players when you're playing shit yeah. must be one of the hardest things to do in sports I've never been a captain yeah. and I, so I've, I'll never know that but what I can what I can from looking on the outside I go that must be fucking hard mm-hmm. because you're turning around and you, you want to G people up or you want to say you're not doing that and you can just turn around and go Lads, you've misplaced seven passes in the last ten minutes. Yeah, you're shit. Yeah. What are you fucking telling me for? So it must be a difficult thing in well, and of itself. I went, I went off on one on the Reds news roundup last week a little bit about the Jordan Henderson thing and saying that you know he's that's the problem with him is that I, I, I might have used the expression bang average. I apologise if I did. I think I was a bit, I was a bit swept up with it all at the time. But 
if I did, I didn't mean it. Um, what I mean is by, by that is I think he's, as you said there, I think he's a very good Premier League footballer. I think he's an international caliber footballer. But unfortunately, and it was more down to it's more than what he's done and what he's won. Um, like Steven Gerrard got look, he's fortunate in some regards. Now he plays he plays a part in the in the treble winning season, but he's still a young player developing at, at that point. He's not the he's not the Gerrard. Of, he's not the captain. Exactly, either. exactly. He's not two thousand five Gerrard. He's not. He's years away from that at that point. It's still the the the, the main men of that team are still Michael Owen, Robbie Fowler, Sammy Hippier, etc. Didier Man, etc. etc. Um so he got but he got Gary to Mack. win Gary Mack. But he got to win those trophies and being a, have the experience of being in a team that won things and got to learn from other winners. Whereas this is the nature of where we are, is the George Endersons. Yeah, he had Gerard, and I think that's I think that will have had a massive impact on, on, on his career, undoubtedly. But he's now left in a squad where he's the senior man in the squad and he's got a League Cup to his name. And that's 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 a hard thing. And I think that's a hard thing because again, it's not his fault. And I don't think it makes him less of a captain necessarily, really, in terms of footballers, in terms of his teammates, given the respect he commands. It's probably us putting that onto the players in the in the team, but it, it doesn't make it easier from a fan base perspective. When things are going wrong, it's there's a we 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 like to talk about this and it's true of life, and it when when you're looking for wrong things and you're in the mood to fight. We used to do it in work all the time when we used to work in the restaurants. You go in if you if you see two things that are wrong, you start checking. You start checking, and all of a sudden you start nitpicking. And a list that should only have three or four things on it can have ten things on it very easily. And that's the problem with I think Jordan Henderson falls very much in that category. Is that I don't think he's a problem for us. Um, he but he he gets treated I think poorly. All that being said. Uh, and I, I know I will defend him because I think he is a, is a smashing footballer. He absolutely needs to start putting more of those performances in because you know football is, football has a short memory, yeah. and he's he's two seasons out, well, he's a year out from when his last string of really good performances. Yeah, before the injury, he was in a tremendous form. Yeah. Like you know, he's looking at all the passing. Stats for the Premier League, he was top of all of them. Passes completed, most passes played per 90. He was out for a few games and still top of those most passes and stuff like that. And you know, it wasn't, it's not just about passing, it's not, it, it can't be just about passing. You know, you've got to be direct with your passing, you've got to be incisive with your passing. And Jordan Henderson has got that in his locker. You know, he can play a long ball that releases play, you can switch play, you can, you can win the ball back and start an attack and stuff like that. And you know, he's playing with different players this season in that midfield three. He's looking more comfortable with Chan and with Wijnaldum than say with a, an attacking midfielder in there um, so and he's got he's, he's obviously playing with a different defence you've got Moreno to one side which he's got a cover space for you've got Trent Alexander-Arnold or Joe Gomez you've got centre-back pairing that are in this has been in disarray the keeper's been changing every game so it, it, it must be difficult f- from those side of things as well but you know going back to his performance at the weekend I thought every facet of his game was almost perfect mm-hmm. you know um, he was just bring, he scored the winner which always helps yes. as well you know Stephen Gerrard used to do that consistently yep. not as probably as consistently as we used to we thought mm-hmm. uh, it's like Daniel Aga. Um, he's a goal scoring defender, but he didn't score for like six years or something like that. You know, <laughs> I mean, he's not like Daniel Aga in that regard. But I get your point is that it's not like Gerard won every game of football that he took to the field for. Is and the, is and the point, l- yeah. listen again, no disrespect to Gerard, there were games where he tried to tried to take the game by the scruff of the neck and would fail. Yeah, um, and, you know, you know the, by taking pot shots from long distance exactly. and stuff. Where and the, Steve, sorry, Jordan Anderson does it the other way. He won't take those pot shots. He'll continue to do and trust that he's playing the right ball at the right time you know a couple of weeks ago the, the ball that released Alberto Moreno from Moreno's assist was brilliant and everyone was screaming shoot at him but we went and got the goal because of Jordan Henderson's decision making yeah. in the final third um, it, it's a difficult one for Jordan because ultimately it comes down to the fact that he's been in poor form yeah and, and the, 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 on the Gerrard thing like everyone used to go on everyone's comparing him to Keane and Vieira at the time he, he never Maybe I don't know if Keane played in it, but like the, maybe the League Cup final in two thousand and three. But maybe Keane was Keane gone by then. I don't know. But anyway, you know the way you, that was his big criticism of him. The big games when he goes head to head against his peers. Yeah, does he come yeah, out on? Does he come out on top? And the answer was always was almost consistently no. He doesn't. But he does things in different ways, and he has impact. You know, he still scores important goals in those in those games and what have you. Um, but yeah, there's um. 
the Jordan Anderson thing again. In t- you, you're dead right in terms of that, and I've said again. I've said this in the past, and I think it's it bears repeating that I'm not sure Jordan Henderson is that is the player that we want him to be because I think we want him to be. We we want more match winners from him. Mm. You know what I mean, and that's an expectation that's been built upon because because okay, if Gerard doesn't end his Liverpool career playing in that position, I think the comparisons are less easy to draw. But the fact that Jordan Henderson basically succeeds Gerrard as, as the the anchor of the midfield, when Gerrard was still that's that thirteen fourteen in particular, obviously he, he kind of dropped off big time after that. That was very much his last hurrah, wasn't it? But you know he was scored he scored in the derby. He was I mean he was scoring and take he was scoring free kicks and taking free kicks and doing all that kind of stuff that season. So he had loads of those. You can go back and watch Gerrard's last season, last last major season that season, and, and watch that highlight reel and be like, why wow, he was. His, he was in his thirties. He was ta- he was ta- at the tail end of his career, and he was still dominating football matches. Um, so that that does make it extra tough. But you're right. I think Jordan Henderson is that the the, so the point I was getting to is that I think he's he's more of a he's just a team player, isn't he? He's a fit. He's a fit for the system. He empowers the players around him to to go and have the hero moments. Um, and you have to you have to with the way that we're defending at the yeah. moment. You know, you need to have someone who's going to be. Diligent in the defensive duties and, and take them seriously and understand that you know if the attacks do break down, he's got to be there. He's got to be in the right position. It's a, it's a big responsibility for him for the team, and I think the attacking players will all understand that. You know, I think they'll give him a little bit of a nod of respect because he's so diligent in those duties and stuff. But another thing that we not we not mentioned yet, Jordan Henderson's the England captain as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mad to yeah. think that. We win about him being the captain of Liverpool Football Club. He's the captain of the national team. Yeah. Um, but why? Quite... But why is that, Chris? I don't know. It's because England is shit, and Gareth Southgate doesn't know what he's doing. Well, well fair enough. Like, but, but you um... know, you get yeah. You know, I don't agree with that. But but this is the problem we have with players like Jordan Henderson. Is that in the because he just because he doesn't have all that credit in the bank of being a worldie, and he's not like the idol of millions, and he's not you know wanted by all the. The big, the, the super, the super rich clubs in the world, or whatever. This is the thing. It's the same thing with the Chamberlain stuff. Conte was interested. Klopp was interested. Wenger wanted him. Barry on Bebo thinks he's shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's true, isn't it? It's exactly the same with Jordan Anderson. Yeah. No, it's completely. You're dead right. It's that. But it's this. We have this running through our our psyche. I think as because I've said this about youth players in the past. We we a young player plays for Liverpool. And after four games, if he's not scored four and four and he's not looking like the greatest player ever to pull on the shirt, he's shit and he's not good enough. He's not good enough to make the grade. What? Why are you covering your tea up? I'm not going to drink it. I'm not covering my tea up. You are. You're totally covering your tea up. Anyone who's watching the video will understand he's defo covering his tea up. What's he hiding? I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, visual gags. What's the video version of this podcast on the RedmanTV.com? Um, I've completely lost my train of thought on this. But oh yeah, youth players. So if they're not, if you're not, if you're not a worldy at sixteen goals. years old, you're not good enough. And yet, what we sh- the, the, whatever happened to being at Liverpool's good enough to be shells you how good you are because if you were if you were a youth player playing in any other team that's in the top six of the Premier League, you would be you would look at them and go, Wow, what how good must they be to be playing in this side? Was we don't seem to have this mentality and it's baffling to me. And I, and I, you know, somehow and maybe it's just that we don't it's like we, we don't rate our own we don't rate ourselves. You know what I mean? If we want, we're deluded if we do remember. Well, no fucking hell, but Chris, we're deluded in every sense of it because we, we, we're expecting us to be up there to, to, to challenge and yet we don't, we clearly, we, we're so disrespectful to ourselves that, you know, we think that every player, there's so many players who aren't good enough to play for Liverpool and yet they are. They get, as you say, they're getting picked by managers time and time again. Lucas Leiva was a prime example of this. Lucas Leiva was selected, not like thrown in through injuries, was genuinely selected as a first-team regular um, under like five different managers. Not one of them was Roy Hodgson, but whatever. It just proves that he was very versatile. Of he was an England manager as well. We're kind of fucking <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But the point is, is that you know, manage whether 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 we think the world class or not, people at certain levels are at certain levels for whatever for whatever reasons. Um, Roy Hodgson is a 
Premier League caliber manager. You know what I mean? I think, think that's weird. No, he was. I think he was. I think we'll find out that he's not anymore. I think we'll find that too. Yeah. Um, I say that they've got they've got a good team coming up. I think they got Man United. This could be. Bike. It doesn't they've got matter. Man United. No, they it have, doesn't matter. They've got Man United. They, they, they could have anyone coming up. They could have Tranmere coming up, and they'd still lose the game of football. Makes no odds. I, 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 I like. I imagine if they do something against Man United. Anyway, we digress. Um, but yeah, this is the point. Of it. I think Jordan Henderson is a senior example of this. Um, now, but here's the thing. So was Adam Lallana. Mm. Um, we had loads of them. Yeah, we had loads of them. But I, I use Lallana as an example of this, and the perfect example of this, because Lallana started to put in top quality performances, and now I don't think there's too much doubt as to the overall quality of Adam Lallana. And when you hear Lallana was voted England's best player last year, you go, yeah, fair enough, Sound. and rightly so, because who else, who else is deserving of it? Because he's been, he's out, been out of interest. Do you know the captains of the top six sides around the around the Premier League? Let me see if I do know the answer to that. Um, Gary Cale is Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> um, Manchester United is is it Ander Herrera? I don't know. I'm asking. I know. I'm. 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 I'm yeah. I'm, I'm asking in return. <laughs> yeah. Tom's going to find out. No, no. What do you think it is? No. I, no. It was a genuine question. I, I don't know the answer okay. to the question. I'm asking you. Do you know them? Because my guess is that they're not. Man the, City's Vincent Company. Yeah. I'm not captain. sure who Vice is. After that, I guess it might be. I guess maybe Silver advice. That's a guess, complete guess. There's probably people screaming into their phones <laughs> right now. Arsenal. Ars- oh, Arsenal. Kashelny. Uh, okay. Well, Mertesacher, but Kashelny. Then check, then Kashelny. Okay, check, okay, we were wrong on that. Everton. Everton. Uh, Jags, maybe? Jaggy Elka. Spurs. Uh, Alderweireld or Vertonghen? No, it's... Um, oh, Lloris. Yeah. Uh, City, yeah, Company and Silver. I was not going to say Lloris there at all. Go uh, on. Was, City was Company and Silver. Yeah. Yes. Chelsea's Cahill. Uh, United? I said Herrera. Is it? But hang on. Uh, who else could it be? That's a weird one. Two weird ones. Jones. It's not Jones. The De Gea? And Valencia. Oh, oh, shit, Carrick, of course, yeah. it's Carrick, yeah. Valencia, okay. It's, it's an interesting, though, isn't it? I mean, you know, we probably should have known the answer to that question. No, but it was, it was no, but it, 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 I think it proves your point nicely, if I'm perfectly honest. I don't know if it proves your point, but it proves our point, and that point is, where are the world-class captains exactly. in the Premier League? Because Kyle's not a world-class captain. Nope. But he's a Premier League winning captain. Mm-hmm. Um, who the best player Carrick's won everything yeah in fairness and you know whether I'd consider him as a captain in the vein of what I want Liverpool captains to be like Gerard Light isn't he yeah exactly so it is a strange one you know it really is I think Arsenal's being checked probably a really good one I think Lloris is probably a good one but it's 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 about how they deal with the players in the squad though this is it it's not about how well you're playing on the pitch. Obviously, you want to be playing well to be in the first team. Yeah. But Carrick, as Manchester United's captain, doesn't play every single week anymore. Yeah. You know that's a club captain role, isn't it? And they've got Val- Valencia, who's a who's a, not a, who's not in my eyes what you would consider as a cap- captain. Very good, very good, very good, very good player. Surprisingly good at right, right yeah, back as absolutely. well. Absolutely, right? but it's it's how they interact with the squad, and that's the one thing that we don't know as football fans. And I say this time and time again: it's that grey area that we exist in. You don't know who the best person to be a captain the locker room is because you don't see it you might see how they perform on the pitch you might see if they're loud on the pitch they still might not be a captain so it's very difficult for a, a fan to know who the right person would be so here's one for you the captains of those t- top seven sides put them into some sort of Royal Rumble Battle Royale style situation I'm not saying Henderson wins it but I think he I think he holds his own very nicely you know it, it's based on football ability not physicality necessarily but physicality he's definitely doing Carrick yeah he's he's got a very, he's got a distinct advantage over Vincent Company and Czech and you know Czech. his weakness well exactly but the Czechs also I reckon you know like how Dilo Brown had his uh, chest protector mm. from back in the day or Lex Luger had the, the the steel plate in the elbow I feel like that he's got a, he's got a real heel turn in him Czech because having the the metal padded helmet. The th- yeah, but the thing is, when he takes the turnbuckle off and exposes the metal, oh. then you're primed to do the old no check. It's you that's going to get onto this turnbuckle, and I'm going to rip your mask off. Bang! Basically, advocating murder in Peter Peter Check. No, not murder. I just want to hurt him. So you're like, 
Not as a murder. No, but the reason he wears that is to save him from major head injuries. No, it's fine. Okay, Listen, so. I know concussion's a big deal in sports and all that type it's of stuff. concussion. I just think that he's played on that a little bit too long now. I don't think there's anything wrong. I think he kind of just likes it. Oh, my God, no. Oh, my God. I think he just likes it. Okay, okay. Sad. I think um, he likes it. No. I think his hair, he's probably got ball patches. You know when the baby lies oh, on yeah, the head? Have you seen his hair? Well, no, that, no, because I don't care about Chelsea players. But you know the when the when the baby lies on the back? Plays for Arsenal. You know... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know when the baby lies on the back and they go oh yeah, the yeah a bit of cr- it's basically it's done that to him and he's, now got, he he's basically got it. a bit of cradle cap going yeah, exactly. on like, yeah no he's true yes um, he's got bad cap, cap head um, I don't think he's, I think he wears it during sex there's an image for you all <laughs> wow <laughs> this is well oh, oh my god um, yeah uh, yeah I, like I said what I, I, and even if I, I think if you put them into a footballing contest you know, oh. like a Wayne Rooney street striker, whatever the frig it was called, where you put footballers to a series of drills, and that's like the bleep test, the long ball test, the shoot and f- touch and shoot test. Compared to all those other captains in that top seven, I think Michael Carrick probably does the technical. He's, Michael Carrick is a technically better footballer than Jordan Henderson, but he's nowhere near them on the physicality. I think, I think we'd be surprised if Lloris wins everything. No, <laughs> he will. He'll win, he'll win the bleep test, the passing. He'll win everything, Larice. Yeah, he'll win everything just because he can. He's and it's badly, funny. It's badly, funny. He's badly overrated. Him. Um, you used to love him. I did, but I've watched him play since. Um, and he's nowhere near as good as people think he is. But the but regardless, I wouldn't say is is like all these things. He's not. He's not a particularly good footballer. I think the goalkeepers would fall down in a lot of these things because inevitably they're just goalkeepers, aren't they? Rick the um, but yeah, the so in terms of who else around there, I think Vincent Company is head and shoulders because he's he's, he's, best, he's, he's the captain, he's world class. He's, the, he's also the only one that you would consider as a captain. Yeah, absolutely. And again, past that, you know, I think again these are all again, like you said, these are all solid, solid footballers. And this is the thing. Sometimes, like I say, I just think we we, we unfairly judge. I mean, look. It's right to be our own harshest critics, I guess, um, because that's, that's fine. And again, inevitably, we do exist in the little in the bubble to some extent, you know. And it's why I always think when I always see stats, I always say I like the context of stats more than I like stats themselves. It's where it's all well and good. It's why I prefer those when scribe those tables of Jordan Henderson. How does Jordan Henderson rank in? The, it's great saying he completes five hundred passes a game. But what does that mean? How does that compare to? All the other guys doing his job in the Premier League, and if you can tell me that he's doing it better than two or three players that I really admire in the league, Tim Bonza, great. That's totally I, re- I can reevaluate my thinking on a player by putting that by contextualising it. Um, so yeah, like I said, I think I think that's a that's a very interesting point that I'm not. You, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You were totally going for. Yeah. Well done, well done, Chris. Sensational. You, need to know, you don't need to know players when you know football. <laughs> you don't need to know the <laughs> captains. Yeah. You took a stab though. Imagine if it had been like, who were the captains? A new company. Paul Pogba. Um, yeah, exactly. Paul Pogba. Uh, let's say, maybe David Luis. Who, in terms of the best players, if it had been the best player at each club, then we'd, it would have struggled the point. But, um, but it wouldn't, Henderson wouldn't be ours. Yeah. And that's that's the difference. But yeah, but the point is, if if you, but what I mean is, you didn't know what who the captains were. I, of the had, teams. A, I had a I had a new company. Yeah, who was the point? The the, the I just, points. I just yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> but he never plays football. Okay. So <laughs> I was I was confident going in there that you know ten games a year is fine. You yeah. can go against him. At least we got our captain. Fifteen games a year. To be fair, you could give the captain's armband to most of Man City's first eleven. Yeah. They're all pretty good footballers, aren't they? But yeah, but in terms of you know what 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 does a captain's performance look like to you? What are the contributing defining parts of a captain's performance? I want to see him backing his players up to the referee, mm-hmm. challenging the referee's decisions and the and the, and the assistant referee's decisions. I've actually got that right, Fonz. I didn't call him a linesman. Um, <laughs> I want to see the manager talking to him. Sorry, I want to Chris see Chris post a child for political correctness. <laughs> I want to see him talking to the manager and, and and being the guy that then tells the rest of the team what they're doing. I want to see them organising. Uh, I want to see them as the first person to sprint over and celebrate with someone when they score a goal. I want to see them in that photo. You know, I want to see them in the middle of the in the middle of the group hug and stuff. Uh, I want to see him clapping off the fans at the end of the game. I want to see him playing well. Mm-hmm. I want to see him talking throughout the game. Yeah, I agree with that. I want to see. I want him to be harder to impress. 
if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I, because I think there's an encouragement thing. I, 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 I go back and forth on this over over the years, but I always liked the Liverpool side when someone misplaced a pass, they turn around and clap. Like, and and I think that's I think right you need a, you need a yeah exactly but poor education like uh, poor, uh, 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 that what I've just done there. Hesitation, <laughs> <laughs> application. Um, the but the also I think there's definitely something to not being too nice. I think he needs to be just a bit more angry, and you know he's backing his team up. But there should be more of like, don't be afraid to bollock your, your fellow professionals when they're not they're not doing things quite at that level. Because I think so much of what we do is based on trust and there has to be a unity and a harmony within the squad to some extent. But equally, it's like, you see it in football, I think some people go too far and I never liked them. I always thought Man United went a bit too far on it. But then again, Man United used to win trophies all the time. Didn't yeah. So maybe that was it. Maybe there was a thing to it. But I never liked it too much because I think it's a, it, it's like a thing in the stands when people go, hit the target! <laughs> like, the, like the intense was to Isn't put it into Rosette. Like, you know, yeah, good shout, lad. Um, but yeah, I do. Are you think talking about that guy be... again? No, 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 not the poor lad. You told that story. Next to me. Yeah, no, did I? I don't know if he listens, but yeah, I, I did. I did uh, to, to use a. I, I think I picked it up from Bolshoi, but I did dig out the lad who sits next to me at the match for for a couple of shouts. That he came out with at the match, and then it turns out he does watch. Um, and if you listen as well, thanks very much. We we've made our peace with it. He's a good lad. Um, but yeah, no, this isn't this isn't him. This is just a general football. So I see this in five aside all the time. I remember when we played that HAC tournament a few years ago, and there's a lad who was obviously just a big gobby, the big I am, and he was off the pitch, and he was, he got subbed off, and he was like, hit the target, hit the target. It's like, shut up, you massive tit. Because, like I say, you don't run towards the goal, kick the ball as hard as you can with the aim of not scoring a goal. Ross. Poor Ross. <laughs> Poor old Ross, you nailing him this week. Um, he's right. Um, <laughs> no, Ross, Ross, listen, listen. I'm about to make my return to Five Sides tomorrow for the first time in about three months. I am not looking... I'm looking forward to playing footy. I'm not looking forward to the physical effort of playing footy again because it takes you three weeks to get over the physical hump of getting back into the swing of it. This week is going to be absolutely horrendous, so I'm, I'm not going to make any I'm comments. looking forward to it. Tom, should we go against Paul this week? Definitely. Do it. Well, give Sounds. me some impetus. That'll be fine. Someone needs to learn how to beat me and Tom. Like we've, We're on a bit of a win streak. Well, someone needs to learn to beat me and Tom. The trick is not beating you. The trick is beating Tom. No, Tom fine. doesn't lose five-a-side football matches. Jamie's got his number individually, though, I'd say. Maybe, but Tom doesn't lose doesn't lose five aside. I've never lost a game with Tom and my team. I um, I went on a... Sh- <laughs> I flicked the ball over Jamie's head and controlled it. And went on How did you get it over Jamie's head? Right, it was fucking... <laughs> 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 He's got a massive head, by the Red way. Red TV and jokes. Jamie does our FIFA predictors occasionally. Yeah. Go and look at his head. Black sorry, head. Jamie, if you're listening. I'm Safe so sorry. Minecraft. Jamie sat off. He's, he's just having a relaxing time. He's not been in for a few weeks. I'll catch up with the lads doing a nice podcast. And there's us skitting his head. Sorry, Jamie. So I flicked it over his head like Momo. Kicked uh, it really high. No, no, really. I flicked it over his head and I ran down the pitch and I got into a shoulder barge competition with him. And I held my own for 10 yards, maybe 15 yards. And then he just pushed me off the ball. Like, I was like, oh, you twat, Jamie. He is very, very good at football, is Jamie. <laughs> and he's very strong as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he is, he is, he is, he is, he's dead good. But yeah, just just, I say, just, to, just just to kind of wrap up on this, I um, it's a shame because but you, I think you asked the question on the review show. About who should be ca- who, who should be, be captain. captain. And the interesting thing I'm, I meant to mention it before, we just talked for so long, I forget things. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah. How was your five side performance last week? Yeah, so I asked the question, who should be Liverpool's captain? And the interesting thing was that there really wasn't one name that people put forwards. You know, it was uh, we had a shout for Clavin, which I think you know, hilarious joke. Um, <laughs> a couple for Mane. Um, Chan is a future captain. Uh, Matip there was just so many people and I look around that squad and the only outstanding candidate and it's not you know what the only other candidate that I can see mm-hmm. is James Milner yep. and he doesn't play regularly no. for us so exactly. it's kind of and he is the, and he is the, like, and he is the vice, vice captain, captain. Yeah. Yeah. you know if he was still at the club I'd have Lucas Labour as the club captain maybe um, but yeah I, I felt like he always played like a captain on the pitch was never the best player for us. 
Mm. Um, interesting question then to lead us out of this. Um, Ronith LFC says, whom, whom would you replace Jordan Henderson with if you had the money and Klopp's acceptance? Now, I like the idea of just having Klopp's acceptance. Oh, yeah, I'll take that. I just want Klopp's acceptance. I'll do whatever. And a hug. Yeah, yeah, I think I think if you got a hug off Klopp, you've, it's that's what it is. I think to gain Klopp's acceptance, it's like a an initiation, isn't it? Like a secret handshake kind of yeah. deal. I think it's N'Golo Kante. Yeah. I, I, I really like N'Golo Kante. I'm not sure. I'd be interested to see what he would like if he was if he was left alone to do that job. Because inevitably, you know, he's been partnered with Danny Drinkwater. He was partnered with Matic. He's now partnered with Bakayoko and potentially Drinkwater, but probably not. Probably not as he goes on to become the next Steve Sidwell. Um, I think he's too small to do what we need from that from that role. But let's let's be honest, we would all be absolutely overjoyed if we signed N'Golo Kante. Mm. So I think it's a good. I think it is a good point. Um, Another midfielder that I really really like around the Premier League is Dembele. Tottenham. Tottenham, yeah, yeah. He's another one where he's. I had no opinion on him whatsoever until Flav uh, from Borussia mentioned him to yeah, me, same, yeah. and I watched the next game we played with them, and he's just an absolute ball. He never gets knocked off the ball, um, but his problem is he's just badly injury prone. Um, so yeah, again, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to have him, but yeah, I, I look around, and, I don't, I, and the problem is, is I don't get to watch enough world footy anymore, but there must be a player out there who is like the the total package you know what I mean like I don't know where I keep seeing Weigel's name mentioned for Dortmund I don't I don't I actually don't I couldn't attest to where he plays but I saw some bits and pieces of what he was doing in the, in, at the weekend and he looked that good but you know like uh, it's you know but you know the answer is it's probably Naby Keita to be fair, um, now I'm not sure he'll actually play the no, I don't think the six will. as such. But what what's interesting? I had a little bit of a thought about this because you know people have been quick to totally write off Klopp, and not a lot, not a lot of people. I'll, I'll clarify that very, 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 very fractional percentage of the population, um, and obviously people who are morons and like I've, I've done this before. Um, the I wonder whether it's hard for us to see now, and we'll know in the fullness of time, which no one ever likes to hear in football, whether Klopp's knowing that he he couldn't do it all in one hit, and we've you've done a little bit about this, and I think you're going to do more on this on the stat show next week. Um, the mo- phase one was to get the attack right, phase two is get the midfield right, and phase three is get the defense right, because. Looking at how we attack and looking at how we've bolstered the attack in the summer, then looking at not because we've not really bolstered the midfield. I think Oxley Chamberlain has, but we've not. I think Cater would have been would have been a clear uh, defined improvement on what we do there. But just in the way that the, the midfield was playing in pre-season and that rotation that we saw, and we're starting to see a bit more of that now because we're starting to see Jordan Henderson capable of going. We're seeing Emery Chan getting into the box a lot more and what have you. And I think a lot of that's down to the trust that he, he's developed with mm-hmm. and you mentioned it earlier the trust that oh, someone's going to come in and, and cover for him if he goes and does that and I do wonder whether we'll see a bit more of that this season because there was times in pre-season where Ben Woodburn was playing the six yeah absolutely Wijnaldum had a run at, uh, actually a run at six I think in preparation for that rotation and stuff and exactly. to be fair like Naby Keita would fit perfectly into that type of a thing but that's also why I think N'Golo Kante would be a great midfielder for us and why I'd probably pick him because yeah. he can do the forward stuff as yeah. well and you see him burst and press from position where nobody on the field expects him to press and it's what Jordan Henderson did in the last game against Leicester he pressed from the six past his midfield partners and then and then it's somebody else's job okay right, right Jordan's gone I'm gonna have to get back in there yeah and that that is only really worked on on the training ground and on the football field yeah. and we'll see them get better and better that as the season goes on um Okay, it's a great question. I see, but I, I did. This has only just come in, uh, so I haven't had time to pre-prepare this. But it, that's some of the best answers you come out with in these sort of circumstances. Oh Burger King, Milesy Twenty. Uh oh, our good mate Milesy, who's at, at Clopsy Twenty on Twitter. From the years you have known each other, what's the dumbest thing the other person has done slash said around you? Oh my words, I have no idea. Paul. I'm gonna give you. I, I'm gonna give you. It might not be the one that I've done but I'll give you a great example of one of the stupidest things I've ever said in your company and we were, we were watching 
I think it might have been a Euros or maybe it, it must have been a Euros game and it, I think Spain were playing and, the, and it came up with the distance yeah. that the players had covered and and it, they, they brought it up in kilometres kilometers, and I said, that's really confusing, confusing because... And you went, oh, why? Because they could, because they should put it up in miles. And I said, no, because in the Champions League they bring it up in, in meters. <laughs> You're a bad man. You're an idiot. Matt has never it's used just, strong no. points. It's never been your strong points. It never like, will be your strong points. There's a thousand point. meters in a kilometer. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe I've just said that all out. Yeah. Oh my god. I can't think of. I can't think of anything, Paul. Yeah. I really can't, mate. Yeah, the um, and you've got too much to choose from. <laughs> no, I'll do a pick one. I'll do a, I'll do a pick one. Let me, let me have a think. I don't know. I'm not sure how much we I want. I want us to reveal on this podcast if, if I'm perfectly honest. Given that we've already had complaints about not doing the, the random stuff, um, maybe this is a maybe this is a separate one for a separate for a separate. Maybe we'll do something a bit closer to a milestone or something. My mind's we'll gone completely blank, Paul. I can't think of anything that you've done. I can think of yeah. I'm just trying to think. I can think of I can think of five off the top of my head of things that I could that you've done. But again, I'm not sure whether any whether they would permanently destroy any. Just a bit. Go on, Tom. There was a certain interview that you did one time that was quite stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what interview, Tom? What interview? That was Paul's idiocy, as much as just as much as mine. I'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the um, <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot. I think around that. I think between the age of seventeen and twenty-two, we were just bad idiots. Oh, proper idiots. And were you was, with us with, when I ran through the bus stop? That is a great one. So okay, yeah. So there's let I'll, I'll, let me let me recount this story of the one of the dumbest, if not the dumbest thing Chris has ever done. Um, so there's a bus stop and it's on Egbeth Road. Egbeth Road, um, just about, just by the the turn off to Jericho Lane. It's a bit further down from that, isn't it? Somewhere yeah, between it's... Jericho Lane and the it's by the forward arms and, and, the, and the yeah and the forward arms like. Um, so anyway, the back panel of it was a bit loose. Uh, like this is one of those bus stops that like now they're all glass, aren't they? This one had like corrugated plastic back panels effectively, and one of them was a bit loose and it was hanging off a bit. And basically decided that you were gonna run through it. Mm. Um, so Chris basically took a number of runs from the middle of the dual carriageway, um, from the middle of the dual carriageway across the road and through, and I mean through himself held himself at this panel and after about it was a, a two or three you finally went went through it and took it out and this is basically like these are the thing when you're 17 like these are the things that you know I now look at 17 year olds and the things they do and think what are you doing you fucking knobheads and that is very much one of those moments now where I think we were so proud of that moment still of, am yeah um Ran through a bus stop, Paul. Who else can say that? Yeah. Superman, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> to achieve that, and then we, we and there was a there was a gathering crowd as we were doing it, and there was a moment. Where... And it turned out it turned out we were at the wrong bus stop, and the kids told us <laughs> because they'd started and watching. Like, what are you doing now? As we're going into town, they were like, "This isn't the bus stop for the bus that goes into town. It's down the road there." So if I had not done that, we'd never have got to town, no. and you'd never have met that girl. So super intelligent moments from Chris Page out there. I think so. Which girl? Could have been one of any. Um, the it's a good time. It's a good time being seventeen. We've been. I think we've been sat in a tree drinking red wine for a few hours before that, hadn't we? That was a high point of the life. So Chris was the guest. <laughs> Chris did have long hair at the time. It was great. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was definitely there. We had many of them moments, and at some point we'll probably do an intimate one-on-one podcast where we talk through some of them. But it won't be today. Um, so I'll get through a few more questions before we um, before we wrap up. The <laughs> Jacob Bairston at Cobb, uh, you'll never walk alone, says, is Matip our most underrated player? Replied to by Paul M-E-C-F-S, who writes, most overrated. Um, I I really, 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 really like Joel Matip. Um, I think he's a tremendous footballer, but I think he's, I don't think he is, I think when we find him a good partner, we'll see how good he is. Yeah. Um, but until now, until the right, right now, uh, I, we can see we've seen those games. I think Sevilla was it Sevilla? He was just out. He was absolutely outstanding at Anfield, and then 
and then he has just a moment, a couple five minutes of match. Yeah, isn't? he's a difficult one to judge. I don't think he's overrated or underrated. I think there are a section of the fans that think he's overrated and a section that think he's underrated, which balances it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Armand K is Risa our last decent left back or no. Helkinchevsky? Uh, no, I, there was a there was a period where Risa was really good, mm-hmm. um, but his last three years probably not went them. Yeah. Um, I think the first, and it would be laughed at now because it gets forgotten, but I think the first couple of years of Jose Enrique, I thought he was very good. The yeah, first year, certainly, I couldn't... Uh, Fabio Aurelio was a good left-back. Yeah. Um, injury played his Liverpool career, didn't it? Um, James Milner was a good left-back last season. Yeah, James Milner was a good left-back last season. But you're right, I think that, I think he's right in the, in the general sense. He's never really had one. It's like saying our, like Pepe Reina's our last decent goalkeeper. I think we've had good performances from goalkeepers at times since then. So, but obviously, Simon Mignolet is the, the prime example of it. Like He's been our main goalkeeper, hasn't he? But the... Yeah, it's tough. I, I, we haven't had someone you're like, what? And, and that's why, the thing about Jose Enrique, when we signed him, it was mind-blowing how good he was because we just had, we'd had Risa be shit. We'd gone through the, the Aurelio, Aurelio not being available and then coming back in. I think we probably had a bit of ensuing in that time as well. And then we'd had Kincheski and then all of a sudden Enrique come in and he just loved, he was just dead up, strong up a body, shepherding things. Loved only being able to turn. Loved. Two shots. Only been able to turn left um, and all that stuff. So yeah, uh, it's it's probably he's probably not. It might there's a case to be made for others, but it's he's probably not far off by saying Reese's. Yeah, our best most recent one certainly. Uh, right, okay. We we actually had some on Facebook as well, which I'm just going to quickly nip over and have a quick look at um, because you know we're multi-platform. We're Woo! a multi-platform institution. Um, there's some. Stuff on there that I need to get past. Ooh, Matt Pritchard. Favourite Star Wars character? Mm. You might have to answer that one first. I've got a lot of Star Wars characters to go through. Um, oh, my God. Um, do, they still, do they all still exist? Does Mace Windu still exist? Well, he's dead. But, yeah. Then that's fine. Mace, Mace Windu will do. Mace Windu. Why? He's because of his fighting style. <laughs> I, I forget the name of his fighting style. Let, let me. Oh, you've, we've definitely done this on this podcast before, oh, but I'm, go I'm on. Uh, favorite Star Wars character. It, it's it's daft, but the uh, in the, in the general sense, and look, I don't think you can look past Luke Skywalker because as much as he's you know a farm boy and all whatever, Return of the Jedi. And everyone goes on about Empire, but Return of the Jedi when he he. He flips up off the diving board thing over the Sarlacc pit, catches the lightsaber and starts cleaning house. Mm-hmm. When you, I was like six or something when I first watched that, and that is the, you know, that that is just amazing. I get I get hairs stand up on the back of my neck. That's up there with Marty McFly getting the the, the DeLorean started again. Um, it's my favourite moments in film of all time. And Han Solo is just incredibly cool, isn't he? Yeah. And then again, if you go into expanded stuff and expanded universe, Thrawn. Grand Admiral Throne is the best full stop. Yeah. Uh, as a bad guy. Uh, mainly because it's like it's like if you like Batman as your favourite superhero, if you like that type of thing, because he's just essentially a normal guy who can outthink people. Grand Admiral Throne used to look at art and then decide what type of fighting style and how they battle in in, in airship battles and all that type of stuff. Uh, going back on to Mace Windu's fighting style, it's called Varpad. Um <laughs> and Varpad was described as more than a fighting style. It was a state of mind that led through the penumbra of the dark side, requiring the user to enjoy the fight and relish the satisfaction of winning. And that not is of, me in a nutshell. Yeah, none of which you get from the prequel trilogy in any way, shape, <laughs> yeah, or Yeah, you flow. have to read the books. You have to read the books, yeah, absolutely. All the um, ones that don't exist anymore. All the ones. Well, no, I think those those ones should still be in canon. It's all the after Jedi stuff that does that's all Star Wars Legacies now, whatever it's called, which is a shame because you've read all of them. Um so sorry. Don't mean to know. I read about forty-five Star Wars books that have all been written. Um, just a random bit. We're not going to necessarily answer this one, but Prince Skipper Skipple uh, asked a question about Coutinho, which we haven't got time to get into. But he also says, also is Flav actually as clueless as he comes across when talking about anything that is not Tottenham? Um, they've taken some stick, haven't they, for talking about Liverpool in recent weeks? Some yeah. fair fucks to yeah, them. Absolutely idiots. Idiots. Absolute idiots. Um, Last one for, is a good one for you, actually. I think it's a good to, in a wider sense. Um, uh, Aaron McCoy, do you support the NFL players' protest? Yes, 100%. Uh, because 
it's a little known fact, but in 2009, NFL players didn't used to stand for the national anthem mm-hmm. uh, at games. Um, they, there was a change to the laws in the NFL whereby they, they were encouraged, so they literally, the NFL encouraged players to go out and stand for the national anthem before they could stay in the locker room and do whatever they want. From 2011 to 2015, the army actually paid for them to stand for the national anthem uh, to get like influencers like mm-hmm. we're in social marketing nowadays influencers do it to encourage people to sign up for the fucking army right yeah. so what Trump Trump's position is based on we're doing this for the flag and that the whole thing was started by the army paying it as a fucking big advert yeah. and people didn't know that whereas nowadays you'd have to have hashtag ad yes. on something do yeah. you know what I mean to tell people that this isn't them doing what they really it's believe is right it's a propaganda tool it's propaganda so you should be able to stand or kneel or show a sign of respect in whatever which way you want the fact is there's they are showing a solidarity to the way that the police are treating American citizens, and that's fucking good. That's it's not standing up for what you believe in. It's kneeling down, but essentially it's standing the up for what you believe in. I I, I loved that, and I mentioned this in the office. I loved it uh, last week tonight, a couple of weeks ago, and they did this thing of what's the what was the what was the player's name? Colin Kaepernick. So they, they they were saying there was a it was intercut of all these uh, news channels basically calling him a, a dickhead and disrespectful and, and you know anti-constitutional and all this kind of stuff, anti-democratic, blah, 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 and into spirit and said, you know, he's a disgrace to NFL, he's just dragging the NFL into, they shouldn't stand for this, interspersed with all these players who've got DUIs and all these players who've beat the kids up and all these players who've beaten their wives up and all, all this kind of stuff, who uh, teams are, have no problem continuing to have and there's no there's no moral outrage about these reprehensible human beings being allowed to take to the field and yet a guy decides he doesn't want to totally respect that it's yeah it's, it's bullshit isn't it uh, and i understand there'll be americans listening and, and you know it's not it's not right of us to to you know to, if you've got if you have that opinion and you obviously you, you, you hold it dear to yourself then fine but just from the outside looking in it looks odd yeah because Again, the, the fantastic thread on Twitter this week wasn't it about things that are actually according to the the flag code or whatever. What is actually disrespectful to the flag is things like it shouldn't be carried flat, which it is when it's laid out on the pitch, and you can't wear it as a garment. Which... It should never touch the floor flags and stuff like that. <laughs> Keith was telling me about that in the tavern, like, and you know we we pinned it up on the wall there and varnished it. So I don't know what that, <laughs> that what, what that's about and yeah. stuff. But there's so many there's so many nuances and stuff. But the one the one tweet that really stood out for me, and, I, and apologies, you, you probably don't listen you're probably not even a football or Liverpool fan but it was some guy t- I, I saw it retweeted and it been retweeted thousands and thousands of times it was a guy talking to somebody else and saying listen I went to four combat tours and I, I fought so that people can stand up for themselves yeah. it was why I went yeah. not the opposite way around and yeah. that, that kind of Touch the nerve with me. It's yeah, it's true. It's true, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, no, in, in very interesting stuff. And you know, people say taking keep, keep politics out of sport, but it was put into it was paid to be put into sport. So um, fuck it. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's the most you'll get out of me on NFL this year. Um, that was interesting stuff. I was clued off relatively. Didn't know his name. Um, great. Thank you very much for listening. If you're watching this on the RedmenTV.com. Hiya. You'll have seen a tremendous visual gag of me flipping the bird to Chris earlier on, which you're missing out on if you just got this on audio. If you do just like the audio stuff, then you can get loads of that on the website as well. Five exclusive podcasts every single week. We're reacting to the football matches as soon as they finish the instant match reaction podcast. So if you need to vent, if you need to hear our thoughts on things as literally as the game is finished, go over and check that out. And then we've got the final word, which is a much more considered look at the game. And we've got the Reds News Roundup and there's a whole host of extra bonus features as well. So go and try that out for a month. See how you get on with it. If you enjoy the podcast, you think you want more of it. Again, it's not just us. We expand it. We've got loads of amazing guests and loads of amazing people. the real reason that people need to go over and check this video podcast is your t-shirt, Paul, because it's an absolute belter. Yeah. There we go. Absolute belter. So I was looking at it before and I was like, why is Tyrion Lannister on Grand Theft Auto t-shirt? I, just <laughs> I was like, is that Tyrion Lannister? It's Daffo Tyrion Lannister. What's he doing on it? Fucking... And then I was like, oh, it's, it's, it's Game of Thrones. It's just in the uh, Grand Theft Auto. You're <laughs> so, very proud of those type of t-shirts. I like them. I do like me yeah, random t-shirts. Yeah, the sleight of hand t-shirt, I'll name it. Absolutely. Me, like me Rick and Morty, Back to the Future one. Yeah, yeah definitely. Cool, That's a great t-shirt too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you very Walk much. Walk on. Walk on. <laughs>